1: Everybody, welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Johnners. This is episode 122, and this is another Turnbuckle TV interview. This is the fourth interview in partnership with Turnbuckle TV we've done here on Wrestling with Jonas. Uh, so, after listening to this one, please go back and check out some of the others I've done in, in conjunction with Turnbuckle TV, such as CJ Carter, Chantel Jordan big effing Joe. Uh, But today we have two gentlemen who have quickly caught the attention of the British independent wrestling scene. They are the the co-owners, co-promoters, you could say, of the the hottest promotion coming out of East Anglia right now. Uh, I want to present to you Dave and Ant from DNA Wrestling. Uh, Gentlemen, how are you both? Thanks for coming on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. I'm good, thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really, really well. Even better now. And i speaking to you two, but uh, thank you both very much for kind of being part of this um, exclusive interview uh, presented by Turbo TV. Now, I've I got to kind of kick into the kind of the hot topic that everybody's talking about that is affecting everybody. You know, the world's taking uh, a bit of a hiatus at the moment and no more so than in pro wrestling. Um, I- I'm sure that... DNA has been caught up in all of this DNA wrestling has been caught up in all of this palaver now your next show was due to be taking place this Saturday the 18th and it was the I'm not mad just disappointed show now it's going to be headlined by uh, Big F in Joe and as I mentioned we've had him on the podcast and, and he was going up against William Evers now I'm guessing that all plans are having to be put on hold for the foreseeable future I mean starting with you Dave you know what sort of impact has it had on, on DNA wrestling I'm guessing that you know th- those plans are out the window at the moment.
0: Yeah, things are a bit um, up in the air at the minute regarding plans, but um, it's actually quite good because we can actually, like, take stock of everything and, you know, look into things a bit more and progress storylines a bit probably better than we could, you know, with it all going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Ant, your perspective on on things at the moment and uh, with regards to DNA?
2: Yeah, um, obviously, you know, it's it's a shame um, what's happened, obviously, you know, no, no one, no one's to blame. No one no. can see it coming, um, especially when you know it's coming up to WrestleMania season, yeah. and it's you know, a real opportunity for these small companies and that to really, you know, get themselves out of there. Um, we're quite lucky in the fact that we are still very young. Um, we we just luckily we're just come off the back of our anniversary show, so you know we're we just kind of finished some storylines but um, obviously we've now lost a little, little bit of momentum as we I feel like we we really started to lay down some good storylines yeah happen um, yeah. we're just back to the drawing board
1: yeah, well, we'll kind of get into all of all of DNA very, very soon and kind of how it all started and uh, the, the fantastic first year you guys had. But uh, trying to kind of get away from the doom and gloom for, for two minutes. Uh, you know, it, it, as I said, DNA has recently celebrated its first anniversary, as you mentioned, uh, back in your February show. So congratulations on that, gentlemen, a really, really successful first year. Um, if you could sum up your first year of DNA wrestling, um, with all the many highs that you've had how would you describe the first 12 months for you guys uh, starting with you Dave how would you how would you put into words the first 12 months stressful <laughs>
0: um, yeah they it's been a roller coaster of emotions um, there's times when me and Ant have been pulling our hair out and you know we're chatting at like stupid o'clock in the morning to sort things out and stuff but at the end of it you know we we love doing doing what we're doing at the minute and I think it'll only get better when it starts up again
1: definitely and uh, could you sum up the first 12 months for a stance uh, how, how's, how's it been for you I'm sure it's been just as stressful but uh, I'm sure lots of highs along the way as well
2: yeah definitely um, like yeah like Dave said it was probably one of the most stressful things I've ever done but the difference is, is you're you're doing something that you, you love and have a passion for therefore you know, it's a lot easier to kind of follow the path sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we actually started, when we started the first show, kind of I was having some real, you know, personal problems. So it started at a real bad time. But luckily, my love for wrestling. I had this to kind of grip hold of. And it has literally just pulled me through the year. Um, my, life, my life has totally done a 360. And yeah, really? we're a year of great shows.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic, and we get we get talking more about the shows and a bit more about DNA very very soon. But before we get into all of that, I want to kind of kind of travel way back and go back to when you first became wrestling fans, when your first when your wrestling fandom kind of first hit in. Really, I mean, it started with you, Ant, This time, well, can you remember when you first clapped eyes on pro wrestling and when your world was changed forever and turned upside down uh, because of coming across pro wrestling essentially? When did you first uh, come across it? When did you first become a fan?
2: Yeah, so mine was, you know, it was kind of the same kind of story as most people. You know, it was um, kind of when it first came about um, on Sky. Um, I was very fortunate enough, like, to, to be able to have some of the uh, Sky channels, um, and also caught some of it when it was head free as well. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, I, I, don't, I think it was, I think it was characters that caught me. Um, I was a big, growing up, I was a big uh, Randy Savage fan, macho man, um, yeah. had a lot of the duvet and what have you. Um, and then I was kind of, as I got a bit older, I was very fortunate to be, like my era was the Attitude Era. Um, And yeah, just absolutely fell in love with with the carnage and you just tuned in every week. You just didn't know what was going to happen next. They had that that element of surprise
1: yeah yeah the attitude era was an awesome time and uh, that's around the time when i was growing up and getting into it as well but uh, uh dave for yourself was it around about the same time can you remember when you first clapped eyes on pro wrestling and when it changed your world forever
0: mine's um quite a funny story actually my um my first memory of wrestling was um my mum and my auntie heather absolutely going mental at the tv watching hogan versus um randy savage and i actually got upset because i didn't want i didn't realize why they were (laughs) screaming at the telly um growing up though um jake the snake roberts was always my favorite it's quite funny Anthony just mentioned the duvet and stuff because i had had exactly the same book with jake the snake because i was um obsessed with like reptiles and stuff as a a younger kid so i was always kind of drawn to damien the snake and obviously the cobra that he had at the time as well and then obviously, again, we're same as Anthony. Really, growing up in the Attitude era. Um, recently, been rewatching some of the older, older manias on um, the network while we were on lockdown, and it just brings back so many good memories of, yeah. you know, excellent wrestling. You know, it, some of the the matches and and the and the cards they had back then. There's so much star power. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. And uh, going back to you, Anne, I mean, how would you say that your wrestling tastes have changed or matured over the years? Obviously, you both started growing up as a, as a, as a WWE fan. Did you branch out into kind of more promotions? Start looking at stuff from different countries?
2: Yeah. So, wow, well, for me, really, my my taste has has totally changed. Uh, to be totally honest, I don't watch much WWE programming now. Um, it's just it's just not, it doesn't keep me entertained. Yeah. Um, I I went to um, my first mania, which was mania 30. Luckily enough to see the streak end. Um, And I I met an independent wrestler out there who was just getting into Progress. Um, And he said, "Come and check me out at a show." Um, Got back off holiday, went to a Progress show. Jimmy Havoc walked through the curtain, bang, hooked. Back to the Attitude era, and that's Progress kind of really put 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 me on, on the path to independent wrestling and what's out there. And after that, I just explored and found all these great, great promotions. Um, and if I do watch anything mainstream now, it's it's normally new to my, my kind of style.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dave, how has your wrestling taste changed? Has it swung more towards the independent product?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: like Anne said, um, we my first independent show was Progress. Um, I think it was one of the strong styles. I think the very first one, actually, to be fair. Um, again, just hooked. You know, loved it. Um, watched New Japan quite a bit. Um, current at WWE, don't really watch. I did watch Mania. I wasn't too excited about it. But I yeah. think that's just because my tastes have changed. Yeah. But um been watching a bit of AEW. That's been pretty cool. But yeah, just just mostly independent stuff, really
1: yeah yeah so putting all that to one side i mean you guys uh i've obviously known each other for a little while and we'll get into your kind of uh relationship regarding dna wrestling very very soon but how did the two of you meet was it was it um from school or college or you know did you live near one another how did you two uh, kind of come into contact with one another to start off with
0: um i think i should tell yeah i think it's i should tell this story um (laughs) we had a a house fire in my house, and um we got temporary moved to a uh, another house while this house our old house was getting repaired yeah and Anthony was one of the the kids in the street at the age of about ten, <laughs> and um uh, we just become best friends from then, really. We just hanged out every day, watched football, watched wrestling uh, yes, yeah, so we've been been best friends now for twenty two years, I think.
1: And, uh, you know, you were telling us about your, your match Man duvet and your Jake the Snake duvet. Was it wrestling that kind of brought you closer together back in the day?
0: Um, I'd say more football to begin yeah. with. Yeah, I think that's kind of what obviously got us connected because we were obviously kicking a football around the field. And then obviously when you learn each other's interests and you're like, oh,
2: you like wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You know, It just goes from there, I think. Yeah. yeah, I can always remember a very early memory of uh, sleeping over at David's, and we we broke his mum and dad's bed wrestling on it. <laughs> one, of us, one of us did there's like an elbow drop or something, and was, I went from uh, hearing I think the we've all done snapped. that, haven't we?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. broken a few beds with elbow drops. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, just just looking at um dna then so you know you, you told me about how you how you kind of became friends and football and wrestling kind of brought you closer together is there a story behind how dna wrestling started then so i mean were, were you you know thinking about were you discussing it for a long time uh, about starting your own promotion was it an idea that just came to you in the middle of the night um, i mean dave starting with you i mean how did you kind of have this idea as wrestling fans that you're going to start your own promotion?
0: Well, um, we, me and Ant have always kind of like discussed how we could get involved in wrestling, whether it was, you know, shirt printing, wrestling t-shirts or, or, you know, doing something down those lines or, you know, like a t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was on holiday um, in Turkey and um I just messaged him out of the blue. I've been thinking about it for a couple of days and um, this would have been 2018. Um, I said to him then, I said, look, I said, you know, we, we're not doing anything that we keep talking about. I said, let's finally actually do something. And I said to him, I said, let's put on a wrestling show. And he actually come back and said, yeah, why not? So that was quite cool. I was expecting him to go nah, Don't be (laughs) stupid, Dave, you know, but you know, we, we'd gone to a few, um, smaller independent promotions, around where we we live and we just felt that we could could do it as well you know not not better you know we don't want to diss other promotions but just felt we could add our you know little take on it and go from there really
1: yeah and uh, uh, i mean Ants. i mean did either of you have any prior experience of running a wrestling show or or you know starting your own promotion this was completely fresh for you guys i'm guessing
2: yeah, totally. Um, like I say, the only experience we had was our. You know, we spent a good, a good six, six years plus, kind of going kind of watching shows, yeah. Kind of figuring out, figuring out who's like the wrestlers up and coming and, and stuff like that, who will draw, um, and just things like that. And yeah, we did have um, luxury of um, there's a quite a good school near where we are so we're always going to their shows and just kind of we're always kind of in the loop um and yeah we thought you know let's 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 do a show um we looked at what kind of kind of shows uh most of the shows in our areas are geared towards families um we wanted our the way we stand out is we do it's more geared toward adults yeah. So, you know, we have the bar. There's a bit more swearing. You know, yeah. There's a bit, a bit more violent. Um. Yeah. So that's, I feel that's, that's how DNA stands out. You uh, know, we have that, that element to our shows that others don't in our area.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, I mean, go back to, to you, Ants. Um, tell us about, you know, putting on that first show. You know, you said that you had quite a few years of, of going rounds and kind of seeing what the promotions were doing in your area and kind of picking up some some ideas along the way. But um, you know, did it take a while to put together your first show? I mean, I'm guessing you were making mistakes along the way and learning as you were going, but tell us about that experience of kind of starting from scratch and putting your first show together.
2: Yeah, wow. It was um probably definitely the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Um the point where I was in the in the back room while the wrestler said like I can literally feel the tension radiating off you, you like you need to calm <laughs> down um, I just I just wanted it to go well you know yeah. we put it was years and years of you know something thinking about it and it was just that 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 was the payoff for us because if it had gone you know it did go well but if it had gone the other way it could have just made us think Do you know what it's we're not this isn't for us. Um, but no, it, it 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 took a while um, to put together. We originally had a card sorted, and then we had uh, a couple of problems, and we had to, we ended up scrapping the whole roster, um, bringing new people in. But it actually worked for the better um, for the show. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was it was pretty stressful. But you know, if you we got through, we had good people on the show, um, some veterans and uh, you know they are there to help and yeah. their advice was it was good
1: yeah well I mean let's talk a bit more about your first show then, because one thing that I'm really really fascinated about is is you know how you put together your first card and you said that you had different versions of your card and you had to you know go back to scratch on one or two aspects of it one or two matches but uh, as new promoters I mean how do you go about promoting pro- uh, approaching the talent to be part of your first show and, and even more impressive you know you, you had the likes of Paul Robinson and Spike Treve, they, they were headlining your first show it's in our blood uh you know February last year, we with a death match so i mean dave you know how do you kind of start approaching the talent and, and start getting you know because you're a fledgling company you haven't run a show yet how do you kind of start putting the card together
0: um basically just facebook really um messaging them um being polite explaining you know the situation what's going on um some replied back some didn't um a few emails were sent back and forth yeah um but yeah just basically just you know, I think the wrestlers are the wrestlers we've all we approached that were were all very accepting and, you know, were excited about it and, you know, it's just you just gotta be polite and make sure that you don't like disrespect them and stuff like that because that's the the thing at the beginning. We were like, Will they take us seriously? You know, do you feel like cheeky asking them how much they pay and stuff like that? You know, you didn't really know how to approach it, but you just yeah. have to kind of like just grab it and just go with it. But now it's, it's second nature, really.
1: Yeah. And, and how long um, were you promoting the show for before the big day itself? I mean, uh, going back to you, Ant, um, tell us about, I mean, were you promoting it for, for days, weeks or months? And obviously you had to kind of get that interest uh, and then eventually you had to start promoting the wrestlers that were going to be on the card. But how long were you promoting the show for before it actually took place?
2: Yeah, I, I think it was a good, I can remember rightly, it was a good, probably six months, I'd say. Oh, um, wow. Really, really, really driving it. Um, it was obviously, it was in our hotel, it was in our hometown as well in a small little, uh, a small little, like, labour club. Um, so, yeah, we were really driving it, you know, endless, endless days and nights of flying. We fly to the town centre, um, the areas around, you know, really, really tried to, to ramp it up. Um, we did we did manage to sell it out, so it paid off. But yeah, I'd say a good we spent a good six months kind of coming up with a show and and promoting it to actual show day.
1: Yeah, because I think probably a lot of a lot of my listeners probably don't realise what goes into you know promoting a show let alone your first ever show when it's a brand new company and you kind of you know start from scratch I mean Dave I'm going to ask you the next question did you have anybody within the business that were kind of helping you along the way anybody that was giving you uh guidance or advice along the way um because I know that you had uh, was it Gary Ward at one of your shows uh, from Wrestlegate Pro um, he's, he's you know a fairly new promoter himself but he's picked up the reins really really quickly and doing an excellent job over there in nottingham but uh, what about you guys did you have anybody um that, that was guiding you along the way and giving you advice
0: yeah we had a, a few people um gary was one of them um it was quite funny because we were kind of like planning our shows you know together really because they were both within a couple of months of each other yes so we went to their show their debut show and he came to ours and you know it was it was good getting to know him and you know he's lucky that he was a photographer in the business so he, he had the bit of know-how already yeah. but yeah we had a we had a few people that we could go to and ask for advice um maybe not always the best advice but you know we live and learn and um yeah it just it was Macy just me and Aunt really just not I wouldn't say winging it but we kind of just had to had to kind of like just go with it really and just you know, if, if we made a bad decision, we made a bad decision. You know, we didn't know at the time, um, but luckily most of it paid off. So it's yeah. all right.
1: Yeah, and um, I mean, going back to that first show, I mean, after it was all done, you know, what what was the kind of feeling like? You know, did you get really good feedback from the fans and you know, the wrestlers, the backstage team, you guys? You know, what what was the feeling like in the locker room? Was, you must you must been absolutely buzzing after that first show.
0: Yeah, it was really really good. Um, a lot of good positive feedback um especially from the wrestlers because obviously we um they had water and food and stuff backstage so they really appreciate that and showers um, which we've managed to to carry on on every show which has been nice um yeah, yeah the, the fans again you know the messages on social media and that afterwards you know that's one of the best the best things after a wrestling show is you get home it can be gone twelve o'clock but you still just chill out and look on social media and just you know the messages of support and, you know, oh, what a great night and stuff like that. You know, it really brings it all home and just, you know, really grounds you. It's, you know, it yeah. makes you feel, you know, quite special,
2: really.
1: And, and Ants, um, after that first show, a bit all that stress just went away, didn't it?
2: Yeah, I wish it did, mate. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't. It took me a couple of days to kind of just kind of calm down and figure out like what just happened.
1: Yeah, um, the adrenaline—I bet was uh, was pumping.
2: Ah, oh, it, it was crazy. Um, I just had a headache. I just couldn't shift, but it was nothing to do with you know, the show as per se. It was just me. It's just the kind. It's how I work. I put the pressure on myself. You know, it, it's something I'm very proud of that me and yeah. Dave have built together.
1: Absolutely. And
2: I will. I will literally give every being of myself to, to you know make it succeed.
1: Yeah. And at that point, you just finished your first show last February. At the time, did you expect it to be a one and done? Did you expect you to think, oh, that's it, you know, um, or, or did you already have plans in the back of your mind for show number two? I mean, Ants, how would you answer that
2: one? Yeah. So originally when Dave came to me with the idea, the idea was just for a show, Yeah. Um, kind of, let's see if we can do it. So at that time, no, there was no plans to carry on. It was just um like one and done yeah um and then we kind of sat down obviously saw saw the response um we had we had scoped out i think we had scoped out another venue which is where we are now uh during the run-up to the first show just just kind of seeing what was out there um but it was always just the plan to do the one show just to sort of kind of see how we do it and i think to be honest we never expected it to go the way it did and it, it went so well everyone especially the wrestlers were so receptive um yeah. and gave us you know some great ideas going forward so yeah
1: cool cool uh-huh. And then after that, it went a bit nuts. I mean, your, your second show was in April, so you only had a couple of months to wait until your next show. It was the, the, the Go Big or Go Home show, and you're able to up the star power even more. You had the likes of uh, Niwa there, and I think that's when you had the, the WrestleGate Pro exhibition match that I mentioned earlier. That Gary was at, and uh, Niwa was going up against Jake McCluskey. You also had the likes of uh, Spike Treve, he was back again. Uh, Al Tasmo and not forgetting that main event, the first ever big fight I think between Big F and Joe and Paul Robinson, uh, that kind of kick started their their feud indeed and but uh, that's a hell of a lineup for your second ever show as well as you know even more exciting talents uh, that, that supported the rest of the card that night um tell, tell us about that that second show i mean was it just as stressful kind of in the lead up to it and all the planning or do you think it went a bit smoother and how did you think the night went i yeah, think i mean oh, oh,
2: now you, no, you go you go all right um yeah it was still it was still stressful shows I certainly for myself, it will always be stressful because I I tend to make them that way for myself. Um, But it is getting better as the show's going. You get more, slightly more comfortable in what you're doing. Um, And we do have a great team around us now. Um, So I can kind of ease off the reins slightly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's uh, that's the second show. Um, One of my main things on that show was just um, timing. Like, I wanted to try and run to time which we we did nearly we weren't too far over um and that that for me was when i looked at a card um and we had phantasmo we managed to catch him just before he he went off to japan yeah um and it, i don't actually think it was common knowledge then but he he gave a little speech um in the ring just basically saying you know support got places like dna and like here and those Whereas come out of someone like that's mouth was just like, wow, we've got something here. Um, You could kind of get a sense of it that night. Yeah.
1: Uh, And and Dave, I mean, the main event, Big F and Joe versus Paul Robinson. I mean, did you know you had something special when those two touched? I mean, I I don't know. I've heard, I believe this was their first ever time they fought each other. um, But a pretty special main event to have on your second ever show, would you say?
0: Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was the first time they'd actually ever ever met each other as well. It was quite funny because um, as soon as Paul um, met Big Joe, he went, "Blimey, you are Big Joe, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> um, because there are obviously a, a size difference there. Um, yeah, just we just wanted to kind of like have like a, a spectacle, really. You know, like because it's obviously it's like David and David versus Goliath, is it? You know, you got the small guy and the big guy. You know, and I think you can really tell a story with that.
1: Yeah, the thing with Paul Robinson, though, he he doesn't realise that he's not six foot tall, does he? You know, he's just... He'll just kick lumps out of anybody and don't care. But uh, I've seen that match over and over and I, I absolutely love it. But um, uh, just switching kind of tactics a little bit here. Tell us about the name of the promotion, DNA Wrestling. So it's a pretty cool name uh, for, for a new wrestling promotion. How did you come up with the name DNA Wrestling? Because it's, it's, it's a pretty cool name. I mean, uh, Dave, do you want to kick start this one?
0: Yeah, it's quite um, simple, really. It's just basically David and Anthony. It's as it's, it's simple as that. It's, no shit.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, we just we we can't. I think I came around my house and we 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 went through shed loads of names and you know we had silly names and you know we're just we were just trying to like like visualize what people could chant as well. So you know like DNA, you know you got there's a yeah. there's a natural chant there. So we wanted to kind of like have something that was quite easy to come off the tongue and stuff like that. But yeah, it just it is just simply David and Anthony. Written. And, you know, when it was probably one of the last ones that we actually like writ down as well. And then we were like, oh, actually, that's that's perfect.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just sounds fantastic. Um, Let's like say trips off the tongue. Great for chanting. Um, but uh, I mean, Ant, I want to throw the next question over to you, if I can. It, uh, you've, got, you've got the great name, DNA Wrestling, but you've also got the awesome logo as well. I mean, that's a pretty badass logo, to be honest with you. It really stands out. It really you know, makes people stand up and take notice of the company. Um, tell us a bit about the logo. Who came up with the idea? Was you there with your, your drawing pad, kind of drawing out ideas for you know, days and ends? And, and tell us about the symbols at the bottom of the logo as well. What do they mean? But yeah, tell us a bit about the logo, please.
2: Yeah, so um, obviously any new wrestling promotion, you kind of unless you're gifted with creative skills um, like art, wise which mm. me and Dave aren't particularly, but we reached out um, and managed to find um, a really good um, designer who had a, had a bit of experience running shows himself. Uh, so we approached him and c- come to an agreement. He, he does our graphics. Uh, and we asked them to to sign a logo. Um, originally we we had a shield. Uh, we went for kind of like a, a football badge logo, um, but we're looking at it and obviously, as we decided to progress, we thought we'd need something that 's a bit more easier to print um, to kind of just strip it back a bit. Um, so we come up we' come up with um, the round logo um, and we had to get the, um, the skull because um, we wanted to be a bit more, like I said, we're a bit more, um, we like to think of ourselves as uh, pro wrestling with attitude. Yeah. So, you know, a bit more aggressive, a bit more attitude. Um, and the skull, I think, with a beard really kind of resembles that. Um, and then you've got, yeah, so you've noticed the, the Japanese symbols at the bottom. Yeah. So that. So what that stands for is it's in our blood. Right. So, we. Another kind of DNA. David explained that it means David and Anthony, which is very true. Um, but also, we named our first show and our first anniversary show. Um, it's in our blood. Yeah. So yeah. Another meaning behind DNA is we both firmly believe that professional wrestling, in some way or another, we 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 live and breathe it, it is in our blood. Oh, so that's, that's great. And the, that's why we put that into a logo. And when people ask, we we, we get the pleasure of, you know, telling them that. So yeah. We could have just written it in our blood, but we obviously have a bit of a Japanese wrestling influence as well. So we want to kind of put like a bit of a hidden meaning in there.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you, you've already kind of answered this question, but um, just to see if you can expand on it at all. And I'll start with you, Ant, if that's okay. I mean, I, who would you say you aim your, your products and your kind of um, DNA wrestling at? I mean, is there a particular type of fan base or, you know, um, you've, you've got like I say, a bit more of an adult orientated wrestling scene. You've had a few death matches and things like that, but would you say that you aim your product at a particular fan base? Uh
2: yeah, so it, it is more um, geared towards kind of 16 and over. Um, we want people to come to our shows. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you know wrestling or if you don't. I've had my my own mother. Um, she, all she's known from wrestling is me growing up. Um, and although she's my mum, she yeah. now comes to every show and asks me questions like, and the build up to it, like, "Oh, so and so going to be there." like what's he doing like she she's basically converted like to a wrestling fan which is you know amazing and we've we've had so many so many of those people that have just come just to kind of see what it's about and then they just keep coming back it's, I think if we aim to create that kind of show atmosphere so no matter what's going in going on in your life at that current time you can just come to one of our shows two, two and a half hours and just forget about the world and just enjoy, enjoy a show. Yeah.
1: And uh, Dave, for yourself, I mean, looking at your fan base, you've got a really, really loyal fan base. As Ant just said, you know, they keep coming back and they're growing all the time. Um, I, I think the, the Inspire venue has certainly become the home of DNA. Uh, but tell us a bit about the venue and tell us a bit about, you know, your loyal fans uh, of DNA Wrestling. Um,
0: yeah, just... Touching back on my answer, one of the bits of advice that we got from a from a fairly big promotion who I was speaking to was um, build your own fan base. He said, yeah. so don't worry about the wrestling fans. He said, they'll come naturally. He said, you need to build your non-wrestling fans and you need to turn them into wrestling fans. And I think Ant's mum's a perfect example of that. We've got, I know, probably six, seven, eight people now that come to the shows that had never been to a show before. That are now avid wrestling fans. You know, they're buying T-shirts. They're, you know, they're getting pictures with the wrestlers. And you know, it, so that's good to see. And that's that's one of the bit of the adv- bits of advice that's really stuck with me is, you know, create your own fan base. Create, let's say, the, the DNA family. Really, you need to, because they're the ones that will be be loyal. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the venue is incredible. You know, we we're very lucky there um you know the 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 venue itself the company inspire um you know they they love us and you know they're very happy that we're there now um it was a bit of a bumpy start but we we got through it and and um you know that it's just the perfect venue really you know holds enough people that we need right now um the facilities for the wrestlers are perfect you know, we have changing rooms and showers and stuff like that. You know, so and a bar, which you know adds to the old adult yeah. theme. So yeah, it's um. And
1: it's uh, uh, cool. you, you tell us a bit about your fan base. You, you, your actual fans. I mean, you've probably got a lot of loyal fans that have been going since day one, uh, and they're dragging people along and, and shouting your praise and really promoting the product uh what, have you got a message you'd like to say to to your fans because obviously you know in, in such a short space of time the first 12 months you've certainly built up that very loyal following
0: um yeah just thank you very much um you know on on a show day we me and Ant try and chat to as many as we can um obviously you know being busy and stuff like that we can't chat to them all but you know they're the best fans in the world and that's quite like cliche but they are you know that you know they're, they're, you know, they're they're sharing stuff on on social media, you know, even even during the lockdown, you know, they're messaging in, checking in to see if like we're OK and, you know, if, if, if there's going to be more shows and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I think we're kind of kind of building a, a little family there. And like some of the, the non-wrestling fans that have come, that I've spoke to. Um, one thing I do say to them after, like before the show, I was like, when you leave tonight, you'll feel like you're part of a family and you go up to them afterwards and you go you're exactly right dave you know just everyone just comes together forgets what's going on in the life and just goes crazy for two and a half hours
1: yeah and uh, i was uh speaking to another podcaster yesterday you probably know this it's another guy called john scott from wrestle line and i know that he does some backstage interviews whenever uh, dna uh, have their shows but he was saying that you guys really really look after the wrestlers and there's been a lot of feedback from the wrestlers saying how well you look after them with with the, the food and the facilities um so uh, just a bit of feedback from john there if you haven't heard that uh, the wrestlers really appreci- appreciate the effort that you guys put in when they do come along to uh, to, to suffolk and uh, perform for you guys but um so well done for that but moving on a little bit anyway so let's talk about some of the other shows through 2019 so, you know, f- throughout 2019, you were kind of putting on semi-regular shows. In June, you had Battle Zone. In August, you had uh, Project 4. Or was it Project IV? I kind of think it, Project IV is probably more in keeping with uh, the, the DNA theme, but a uh, very clever name, by the way. And then in November, you had uh, Fight Fiction. Uh, and I think that the post you've got with Lana Austin featured in that, that Pulp Fish Fiction-esque poster is a really, really cool poster, by the way. And then to cap it all off, you had um, How the Grinch Stole, Brit Rest, um, and, and that was a uh, headline by the match up between uh, Big F and Joe and Paul Robinson. But, uh, you know, as each show was taking place, you must be getting more and more confident in your abilities as promoters. Um what were some of the more important lessons that you were learning along the way? So starting with you Ant, you know, you had a, a very successful 2019, some great shows, um, as I just mentioned. Um, what were some of the, the big lessons as far as you were concerned that you were learning along the way? Um, you know, w- were you getting more confident in your abilities as a promoter?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, you, you never stop learning. Um, always learning show to show. Um, but my thing was to kind of, each show, I would I would look for, you know, what went well and then I'd look at what we could do better and I'd always try and implement what not necessarily went wrong but what we could have done better. I'd try and implement it straight away into the next show. So, for me, I, on show days, I'd do a lot of the, the kind of from, um, and kind of the match, the match card, the order and stuff. Um, so... For me, I, I, I'm a stickler for times. Like I really want when we tell, you know, our fans that a show will start at this time and it'll finish at that time. That some people are coming by train. Um so they need to you know, they need to be out by a certain time. So I really want to stick to that times. Um and the last couple of shows we've we've finished, if not a few minutes under, like absolutely on the head. So that's that's something I try and work towards. Um, But we've also learned to, I think, ask, ask for help more. Like if we're not sure about something rather than trying to just cuddle through it.
1: Yeah.
2: Like there's plenty of, even the wrestlers themselves um, backstage that will, they're more than willing, you know, help, help out. Um, We've, we've recently as well taken on uh, an agent backstage now as well. So that, that we can concentrate on other things that we need to concentrate, on, which is great. And the shows like the way the shows are put to year them out. You know, just have a night nice, extra bit of experience out the back at your shows and volumes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, back to you, Dave, I mean, you know, we spoke earlier about some of the big names that you're bringing into DNA on some of your shows. I Me, mean, some of the other names that you brought in throughout the year, you had the likes of David Starr, Lana Rostin, Sean Custom, Zybrookside, William Evers, the OJMO, and many, many more. Now, if I was booking a wrestling show, I'd be, I'd be marking out and I'd be, uh, you know, getting all excited as a wrestling fan. Now we spoke earlier about the two of you starting off, Um, as wrestling fans, but when you're putting these cards together and you're kind of seeing these wrestlers perform for you under the DNA banner, um, it must be pretty exciting. And do you ever reach a point where it it feels strangely normal after a while? Because like I said, for me, I'd be marking out constantly, but what about you guys with all these big names uh, performing under your banner?
0: Um, Yeah, at the beginning, um, first few shows, you probably were a bit like, oh my God, it's Paul or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then, you know, he would soon, you know, bring you back down to earth and say, "Oh, I'm your boss kind of thing, you know, and stuff like that, you know, but yeah, just, it's, it's been a pleasure then. And, you know, even though they're all big names at the end of the day, they're just normal human beings. They come to the shows they're, they're, you know, they're respectful. They're nice. Um, No one's like a diva or anything like that. You know, it's it's been a real, real pleasure to work with every single one of them. We've not had any issues, no problems. Um, Everyone's been really cool. And I think everyone's really enjoyed wrestling for us as well. You know, I think the feedback that we've had that you've mentioned as well, yeah. you know, they do do honestly really enjoy, you know, wrestling for DNA. And, you know, when you because even with the, the wrestlers that have been on the shows that ain't on future shows, I'll always, you know, keep base of them and, you know, just chat with them and see how they are and stuff like that. And they're all like they're all like, you know, can we? get on another show and stuff like that so you know i think they all really enjoy it
2: yeah yeah. I mean, yeah, just to, just just to add to that quickly yeah. um one thing like we, we still are wrestling fans like we always will be um but once you once you kind of step behind the curtain uh, one thing i've i've found is you realize like how talented and how extraordinary these people are it's like Dave's rightly said, you know, you, you, you meet these people and you know, you, you talk to them and they are just human beings. And then they step out behind that curtain and you just think, like uh, Paul Robertson is a prime example, this guy, he just he just transforms. Like yeah, he, you know, he's incredible. You know, absolutely incredible. And that you, you do you get a real sense of like how actually talented like these guys are. A lot of people will down talk wrestling. Do you know what I mean like it's fake or, you know whatever but you do until you've you've been in both sides of the of the curtain sort of as per se you really do that's what that's what I know it, it's still it still blows me away sometimes when you watch them thing and you know I was just having a conversation with this guy about his family five minutes ago he stepped behind the curtain <laughs> and he's you know front ear at people it's crazy yeah.
1: Yeah, I find that aspect really, really fascinating. I really do. But uh, changing the society then, we spoke about some of the big names, but I mean, I've interviewed a number of promoters on this podcast and, and one key objective, uh, you know, was how they they like to bring through newer talents and to give a bit of a platform to the younger wrestlers who are just getting into the business. Um, how would you say you've tried to do that with DNA? And um, how do you plan to build on that when things get back to normal, kind of investing in the, the newer talent, the younger talent that wants to kind of, you know, make a bit of a name for themselves from the grassroots up, basically. But David, start with you. Tell us about uh, what you've been able to do to bring through wrestlers, um, you know, through from the gra- uh, from the grassroots.
0: I think um, Anthony touched on it earlier. We're, we're very lucky that we're um, only 45 minutes away from a very good school in um, Essex, which we've been lucky enough to, to use some of their talent, which has been very helpful. Um, one thing we have tried to do is we've never really... We've always wanted to put training. Not well, they're not trainees, but like the, the guys that are just starting up. Yeah. We want to put them with, you know, with experienced wrestlers, so that they learn, you know, on the job. You know, it's, it's all well putting wrestlers in matches, but you know, you want to give them as much opportunity to to help their careers and and learn. You know, so that's a good example is putting Corey in with David Starr. You know. Yeah. You know that that match has done wonders for Corey, you know, and the feedback he got afterwards, you know, he's took on board and, you know, he'll, he'll
2: only get better from that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Ants, do you want to expand on that at all?
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I totally agree. And, uh, where Dave touched on, you know, we try and put these new kind of up and comers, um, who we see, you know, have got very bright futures, um, in wrestling. We try and put them in rings with those a little bit more experienced, as well, we, you know, our, our main priority as promoters is to protect all wrestlers. So, you know, for us to to sling two new guys or uh, new to wrestling, it's and um, one of them could come off looking very, very bad. You know, we don't, yeah. you know, we want to protect these guys and nurture them till they get to a point where, you know, they'll be the ones in the ring, you know, wrestling with with uh, someone newer. Um, sure. Yeah, we've had. You know, we've had um Corey David star, like they said. We've had even um we had Tim Lee uh, versus Spike Treve, which was it's a very underrated match. Um and you know, that one was a hell of a match, probably one of our our best matches we've had. Um we had, you know, Kafka um went up against El Fantasmo. Again, that was a lot of people said that wouldn't work, but that was a mind blowing match. Um, we've now, you know, got the likes of um, ruthless Forrest Hayes, who used to go by Harry Man, um, you know, with Dexter. Yeah, so there's there's a lot there's a lot of um, you know, good guys coming up out there, and we, we want, you know, we want the DNA to be that platform um, to give these people opportunities.
1: Definitely, definitely, uh, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you, you just recently surpassed. Support- past your first anniversary with your february show and, and your february show this year was uh, it's in our blood too obviously your first ever show was just uh, it's in our blood um even more big names making their dna debuts likes of millie mckenzie I'm a big fan of millie mckenzie over here uh, the anti-fun police as well as the start of your, your dna championship qualifiers i think you had two qualifiers during your february show that anniversary show must have been a real moment of pride for you guys i mean Know that you've you've really set your mark on the British wrestling scene, especially out there in East Anglia, uh, in Suffolk, and uh, that you've had several successful shows under your belt as well. Up until then, the future must have been looking really, really bright for you. We're obviously not knowing the future and what was going to be happening, what we're experiencing at the moment. After that anniversary show, you guys must have been, Really, really proud, really, really buzzing and kind of thinking, well, we've got our first year under our belt and the future's looking bright. But starting with you, Dave, um, kind of the future was looking very bright after that first year, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. Um, I think it will be. It still will be. You know, we're we're lucky that, you know, wrestling isn't our main income. So, you know, we we can take a step back now and wait for this to all blow over. And, you know, we can really get back into it you know we we're lucky that you know we're in that situation um yeah after the anniversary show you know we we just crowned our first champions as well you know the tag team champions and the lads so it was really it was really nice having um championships finally you know that kind of like made it feel like a, a proper promotion um but yeah we you know we, we'll be fine and you know as soon as we can put on shows again you know i think the trend will continue you know we're we're quite confident now that you know every show we put on from now on will be just as good as the last, if not better.
1: Yeah, and and over to you, Ant. I mean, you know, following on from that question, really. Um, like I say the world's in lockdown at the moment. Wrestling's kind of in a a uh, bit of a holding pattern. Um, but when the virus is under control, how strong do you think the UK wrestling scene is going to be? Um, and, and are you confident that DNA can carry on from where it left off from their last show in February? I mean, but looking at the UK scene as a whole, do you think there might be casualties? Or do you think that people will be so hungry to go back and see wrestling again that everybody will kind of bounce back? What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, so from obviously a DNA uh, point of view, I think, you know, we're, we're very lucky that we're, we are still very young. Um, so we have, you know, we'll, we'll bounce back from from what's happened, um, but it, it also gives us a chance to kind of reflect. Everything that happens so quickly um, these last twelve months, so it gives us a chance to kind of reflect, maybe tweak a few things, um, you know, rewrite some storylines and and stuff, and just have a real good look at, you know, as soon as we can get off the mark, kind of where we're going to go, what direction. Um, in regards to the the scene the indie scene as a whole, um, I've, I have no doubt that they'll bounce back stronger than ever. Um, the way the way I view it is we've now got a chance to have a hard reset. So the, the hunger is going to be there more more than ever. And we're going to be absolutely spoiled for wrestling shows um, when this comes back. Some of the, I personally think some of the matches that are going to come out of this uh, and hopefully you'll see uh, some of the guys that you know are, are coming through will will finally get the, the big push and recognition yeah. um that they they rightly deserve I think there will be you know there will be some casualties um very unfortunate hopefully not too many
1: yeah
2: um but as a whole i think it will it will it will just start kind of a new era again
1: yeah yeah and uh david any any thoughts on that I mean are you confident that the, the British scene is going to bounce back and uh as Ant said you know the, uh, DNA is quite a young promotion so it probably won't be as affected as um, as others but um you know your thoughts on how it might affect the u k scene long term um long term
0: i I'm not too sure to be honest I think it, like Ant said it gives everyone a a chance to kind of reset revalue like the the promotions um I think it gives us all a chance to actually you know start running promotions properly and you know making sure the talents looked after and stuff like that you know it's, it is it is a reset you know once yeah. we get the go ahead to to put shows on again I think it's it's on all the promoters to to make sure that it it goes in the right direction and not the wrong direction
1: Mm, definitely uh my final question to you guys then um so it's about our, our sponsor and good friends turnbuckle tv now uh, we've got a good relationship with turnbuckle tv i know you guys have got a really good relationship with turnbuckle tv as well they've pretty much been with you since day one now i understand that um, am i right in thinking that they're going to be sponsoring your your tag belts or some championship bouts going forward um is that the plan with turnbuckle
0: um yeah they they sponsor one of the the tag belts at the minute. Um, but yeah, like you said, we, they've been with us since day one. Um, they've put a lot of faith in us, to, you know, being a new promotion. But we, you know, we love what they do. I think, you know, their their product and what they're doing is the best thing for British wrestling because it, it's all together. You know, every fan can watch, you know, every, every match they could ever dream of on there. So I think it's a it's a great thing what they're doing over there.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. An answer to the final, final question for you then is, uh, you know, we, you've just crowned your new tag team champions, of course. Um, what plans do you have in the future when things get back to normal regarding your, your men's championship and maybe a women's championship? Uh, any more gold that the fans of DNA can be expecting um, as 2020 progresses?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we did our plans in place um but there there will be a um a gold rush coming for dna um yeah we'll just have to uh wait and see wait and see on that one but there will be there will be uh yeah gold
1: brilliant brilliant uh, listen uh, dave and ant from dna wrestling i really want to thank you guys so much for being a part of the wrestling we with- experience and uh, great to have you uh, on this uh, special exclusive uh turnbuckle tv interview so thank you very much gentlemen thank you uh, thank
2: you, you very much. much yeah thank you
1: you're very very welcome so uh, we've got more Turbuckle tv interviews uh interviews happening through the wrestling with Jonas podcast very very soon in fact um very 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 soon i think in about seven days time uh we've got uh zander uh, calloway otherwise known as uh, alex tolbut on the show so look forward to that and many more to come so please keep it tuned to the wrestling with Jonas podcast and if you've enjoyed listening to this, to this podcast please don't forget to spread the word tell your friends and tell your family don't forget to press that ever important subscribe button so you don't miss out on a Single episode. Uh, Thanks again to Dave and to Ant for coming on the show. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll catch up with you all again soon.